And I think what we start with is just a better understanding what's happened to the labor force. Before we jump in, we need to acknowledge that we have a shrinking labor force. Unfortunately, we lost millions of people to COVID, and about a quarter of them were working age. We have shrinking demographics. We're facing an opiate crisis. So our labor force simply has got smaller. So let's just, just to provide some context. But when you ask, you know, what are they thinking? Um, Ray, we saw a lot of people quitting their jobs, especially at the onset of COVID, right? They were quitting because they needed to stay home um, and take care of children, take care of family members, um, just concerned about their own safety. But unfortunately, Ray, they continued to quit. And so to help us understand what are they thinking, we asked, why are, why are you quitting? And they told us uh, poor work environment. They didn't like the job. They wanted work that was meaningful. They wanted flexible hours. And unfortunately, Ray, what we learned is that people were planning on continuing to quit. One and two are going to look for a new job, start freelance work, and one in five will actually quit. And so why is that? Yeah, pay is a factor, but really burnout. We're really seeing a lot of burnout. Michelle, let me ask um, you this pertaining to the survey, and I'll let you go on to on the employee side, but I think this is important to note that have you seen a shift as well with the employers listening to surveys like this, listening to the workforce and saying, you know what, we better change course in our work environment. We better change uh, course maybe in what we have inside our building, maybe flexible hours, remote and such. Have you seen that side of the workforce, the employer making some adjustments to answer the needs of the employees? Absolutely. So really that's the value of this research is that it was looking at not only what the job seekers were saying, but also what employers were experiencing since the onset of the pandemic. And many of them experienced higher than normal turnover and they didn't have a sufficient pool of qualified candidates. So they were being responsive by increasing their wages, offering bonuses. Uh, in fact, many of them broadened their job postings just to get a wider range of applicants, you know. And so what they acknowledged through the surveys and the focus groups is that they admitted raising their wages just simply wasn't enough because they still didn't have a large talent pool. And so that's when they began to think about, hmm, what else might it be? And thought that they needed to place a greater emphasis on company culture, which is exactly what you're getting at. Um, thinking about remote options, flexible work schedules, right? So I think we started to see while they increased their wages, it just simply wasn't enough. Michelle, with what you've said so far pertaining to the survey, and the employers making some adjustments. Are uh, the workforce, is it getting stronger? Because I almost every corner I turn on, it says this company, hiring now, hiring now, higher wages. It seems like there's plenty of jobs out there right now. Well, absolutely. You're right, Ray. Everywhere you look, you see their we're hiring signs, right? But I think that goes back to what I said earlier, is that we have a smaller labor force. We have four to five percent fewer people in jobs compared to pre-pandemic, which goes back to we lost individuals to COVID, the shrinking demographics, some of those other items. So um, 
yeah, I think what we have to be mindful of, employers especially, is what we heard from the work, workforce side, the employee side. They're saying, yeah, they quit, but they're going to continue to quit. And really, I think that comes down to until we address um, company culture, workplace culture, I think we're going to continue to see um, some of this happening. Um, when we asked those who said that they quit, could they be convinced to stay by their employer? They said, yeah, if it was a pleasant or enjoyable work benefit, uh, offering good pay and benefits, providing that flexibility that we talked about, whether it's a remote environment or it's flexible work schedules. Wages still matter, absolutely, but so are these other things. These other things are important to workers. Michelle, let me ask you this. Are the workers out there, at least through this survey, they've left the workforce entirely or have they changed careers? And that's what I want to get at here. Have they looked at their employer and say, you know what, I don't like the place that I'm working. I'm not going to do that. They're not adjusting to my needs. Have they just left business A to business B in that same environment, that same a kind of job, or are they changing careers? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. We did see that individuals left the workforce, but what we saw is that one in five who responded to our survey are actually doing gig work, doing that freelance or that contract work, and about two-thirds of them picked it up since the pandemic. So I think what we've got to figure out is, how do we work together with the gig economy versus being in competition with the gig economy? Um, because we do see, to your point, a lot of individuals leaving the traditional workforce and moving over to doing gig work or um, freelance and contracting work. So, Michelle, as we wrap up the conversation this morning, why don't you get into what the survey and maybe summarize everything that's been put together by Conexus NEO with the survey and maybe the strength or weakness or where you put right now the job market? Yeah, I would say what our next steps are, are really then helping our employers adjust. So we know that workforce, um, that we know and we need to strengthen the whole talent ecosystem. So looking at employers, but what can workforce practitioners also do um, for those uh, who are supporting individuals who are entering the workforce, right? We see, we heard from employers that um, those who are hiring in for uh, hourly positions were ghosting, right? So we need to ensure that those individuals who are preparing for the workforce have, you know, are professional in the way that they handle. But also what we wanted to do is focus on what can we be doing to support employers so that they are competitive, that they are those employers of choice, and really giving them some different strategies to consider. So we encourage employers to talk with their employees, understand why are people staying, but also understand why might someone leave, and then how can they be responsive and refine their environment. Um, definitely addressing company culture. Burnout is huge. Um, what we heard in the responses is that people were just, they, they were burnout. Um, and so what can they be doing to offer mental health days or creating employee assistance programs? We also heard from a lot of people that they wanted to um, advance in their careers. Um, people are looking for advancement opportunities, so we think this is a great opportunity for businesses as their uh, workforce and skills shift. Um, investing in their employees so that they can be competitive for these positions. 
Well, is Michelle... No, go ahead, Michelle. I thought you were finished. Continue. Oh, no, of course, paying competitive wages, but also thinking differently about the benefits. We see individuals who have um, maybe more or different barriers than they had in the past. So can they offer some type of wellness benefit or a benefit that offsets childcare expenses? Um, and then we want to encourage them work with the community assets in our, um, that we have here. Whether it's getting involved with K-12 systems, which really that's their future uh, talent pipeline, or working with the different community and public workforce programs and strengthening those and connecting to those job seekers. So really the next phase of the work is working directly with employers and getting them the support or access to resources that will help them not only address wages, but also creating that uh, uh, company uh, culture, that positive culture. So there you go. Michelle Collins has been with us, vice president of Conexus NEO, talking about their survey they recently put together with job seekers and employees. And you heard her summarize this. And these were, by the way, employees, Summit, Medina and Portage counties, that the workforce inside that environment, the culture in those offices by the employers, she was saying they kind of need to get together now and look at what the current worker wants and needs to continue their careers. Very interesting. Michelle, before I let you go, talk a little bit about what Conexus NEO is all about. Thanks, Ray. So Conexus NEO is an organization here in Akron where we're bringing together employers to understand what are their workforce needs. And then we're working together with educators and community and public workforce programs to really generate awareness about their opportunities uh, look for ways that we can increase the number of individuals who earn the skills and the credentials that our employers need and work together to reduce those barriers to work. We do this through industry sector partnerships, specifically in manufacturing, healthcare, and tech. 